0: going on all you crazy rockers this is Sea bass from Rockin' with Sea bass and holy cow it has been one crazy week uh you know last week i did a little interview with the bass player of the local band of middletown known as the wonderlands special shout out to adam Steele. thank you for being on the show brother that was really good a lot of good questions and a lot of good answers from you good inspiration and i you know tell you to keep on going and Hopefully, you get back to do some more live shows soon. But also, I did a rat episode, and that was a really good episode. I think it went really well, so I invite all of you guys to check that out on my Facebook page, known as Rockin' with Sea Bass. Also, a special shout-out to That Arena Rock Show, the podcast. We're going to do another one this Tuesday at 8 o'clock. I can't tell you a lot of what we're going to do on this one, but it's going to be good. So I invite you all to really check it out. Now, on the sad news... The Scorpions have been rescheduled for 2022, April 7th. Yes, 2022. I got to wait. I was going to go see him in LA. i oh, sorry. No, Las Vegas. But nope, that's not happening. But if you did buy a ticket, hang on to it because I know it will be worth it. Trust me. Well, and that's pretty much all I got. Now, there is a certain person that I really have on this show. I can't wait to have him on here. His name is T Bone from that Arena Rock show. And he's probably sitting there like, come on, come on. I'm waiting for you. Come on, get over here, C Well, here he comes, Mr. T Bone. Hello.
1: No, 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 What's up? I got you. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa. Hey. What was the spotlight, right?
0: Oh. Yes, indeed. Uh, that was very beautiful. Where'd you get yes, that? Indeed. What is. Where'd you get that?
1: We call that Lowe's Home Improvement. That's where we got it, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Well, wow. Whoa. Well, How what have you? you been... I'm doing great, man. Uh, what, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> well, I can't say everything on the air. Uh, no. <laughs> so, what have I been doing lately? Um. So, this morning, right, I had my uh, daily crumpets, had my tea. I taught him a little bit, uh, you know to ease off the sugar a little bit because i'm working on my figure you know it's just kind of one of those things right but anyways got me some tea and some water like i do here so i can stay yes indeed um no living life as always partying it up every weekend and every day because we rock and roll all night and party every day that's what we do and on top of that We've been working on our uh, material for our shows. Yes, we are. Do you hear that? <laughs> We're working on our shows. Yes. yes, indeed. How
0: about Am you? I, well, yeah, like I told you before, I've been doing a lot of episodes on my podcast, like Rocking with Seabass <laughs> with the episode of Rat. Great episode. I totally invite you to hopefully listen to that because I know you'll like it because I know you're a big Rat fan, I believe.
1: Yes, you are on on that one. I do like Rat. They, What's that song they got? Oh, everyone loves Round and Round. Oh, what, what's your favorite? What's your favorite? I want to know what your Ooh. favorite is. For my time.
0: favorite is probably either Body Talk or Lay It Down.
1: Lay It Down. Hands down is my favorite. I love mm. Lay It Down.
0: Yes, great album. <laughs> <laughs> probably one, one of my favorite know? albums by that out, by man. Yeah.
1: Yes, indeed. The riffs yeah. are absolutely amazing.
0: Oh, yes. Robin Crosby and Warren D. Martini. Probably one yeah. of the most underrated guitar players of that you know, century and gosh, they did such amazing rips. A lot of good job. Yes, but yes,
1: I'm thinking of martinis, anybody got a martini around here? Anybody?
0: No? no? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I hey, don't have a martini, but I may have something for you. Um, I Hopefully, you can get this. Okay. Oh, I got cookies.
1: I do not. Hand me. Harry, take it. Okay. Take the cookies. Come on. What's wrong? I can't open. Got, here. Take it. I uh, missed it. I dropped
0: it. I guess you can I guess go to my house if you want some. Sorry.
1: All right. Lots <laughs> to fly there. Anyways.
0: Well, you know where I live. <laughs> well, anyway, man, it's <laughs> so so good to have you on the show. Um, I'm glad that you are able to take some time to do this. Um, mm. I have so many questions for you. You know, a lot of things about the band, yourself. And just how you became such a big—I should say—a big icon in the United States, or should I say, Ohio? Hmm?
1: The United States and international. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, see, yeah,
1: you, you did it Right.
0: <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> well, well, you see, I, here's one question I really have for you because you are an amazing singer. I think so. When and where did you learn to sing?
1: All right, that is a phenomenal question, and thank. I just want to say thank you for having me on today. I greatly appreciate it. We appreciate you, and especially doing streams with you. We absolutely love it. You're an awesome guy, and appreciate you for having me on. Today. Oh yes. So to answer your question, question, if you will, I was a wee young lad living in Liverpool, perhaps, and. I grew up in a uh, private school. Yes, little did you know, I grew up in a private school. And uh, we would always do things like uh, choir stuff. Um, mm. Yes, of course. Uh, I played in the band, um, the school band, if you will. Uh, good songs, uh, associating with many different people. I would always sing this choir stuff. And yes, it was fun, but it was, it was not screaming your heart out. Like, I knew I had... Something to where I could project my voice more. And I just didn't think the choir music was, well, at the time, was what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do different types of music. So I'll get to the age, the ripe age of about 15, right? 15, 16, somewhere in there. I came across, well, back up a little bit. 12 or 13, I came across a lot of rock music. I listened to country music strictly, pretty much. 13 years straight, I'm obsessed with it, love it. Little known fact there. And uh, I, I got introduced to like this band named Van Halen, and uh, my father said, See this band right here? It was hot for teacher. It was mm. hot for teacher. And like, This is uh, Van Halen. I was hooked from the start, and Van Halen to this day is my favorite rock and roll entertainment band to this day, so. Speed forward back to the 15 years. Back to when I was 15 years old, I came across uh, this artist called Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James Dio, and especially his solo career, but especially that one song in his Black Sabbath era that is just the quintessential masterpiece of his career, I think, is Heaven and Hell. Oh, yes, I agree. I played that song on YouTube so much and I screamed my lungs out as much as I could until I nailed those notes. Mm-hmm. And then when I started hitting some of those notes, I wasn't perfect. Wasn't perfect at the time. I still work on it from time to time. Uh, I kept working with that. I came across this band called Quiet Riot. Oh. Quiet Riot. I had already prepped up my vocal cords for within that range of music. So I was like, you know what? Let's bump it up a little, couple notches higher. Let's take it to 11, all right? Mm-hmm. Take it to 11. And then I started working on those notes and really hitting the notes for Quiet ride.
0: Oh, wow. Yes.
1: But that's cool. self-teaching, if you will.
0: Right. I mean, it's always good to self-teach sometimes. I mean, yeah, it's good to have vocal lessons. But when you yeah. teach yourself in some sort of ways, you can actually – kind of get into the style of music that you want and not just mm-hmm. being teach by some random teacher telling you that you have to sing this style first and this style only or something.
1: Absolutely. No, I have absolutely nothing against vocal lessons. I, I no. still think it's a phenomenal idea. Oh yeah. Um, I however have not had any, but, and that's not, and that's not a flex on anybody. I actually encourage people to pursue things like that. If they want a career in music, oh, yeah. so to speak, I, I think it's a phenomenal idea. And I think everyone to pursue it, there going towards that line. I just, however, have not found that time yet. <laughs> Busy life, am I right?
0: <laughs> hey, well, hopefully we can find the time, especially with the big band that you are in right now, known as that Arena Rock Show. Um, mm-hmm. When you got into that band, that Arena Rock Show, um, did you have like a good feeling that it would take off really fast?
1: Yes. So to expand on that, to give a little background on where i came up to that point with that arena rock show and actually uh we put together that band when i was 15 and stuff i was you know discovering my voice discovering music and everything it wasn't until i was about out of college that i actually started you know attending more live music i had seen concerts over the years but i started attending more and more eventually i uh, found the right people um I believe I was singing up at a bar one night doing karaoke because I've mentioned this before. I used to do a lot of karaoke, and I still do to this day just for fun. I did a lot of karaoke and uh, singing, especially in the bar, just for fun. Uh, I came across this uh, phenomenal musician in our area. Um, and if you have not checked him out, be sure to check him out. Uh, he's phenomenal, and uh, I, I thank him exponentially. For helping introduce me to the music business. So um that would be uh, Mick Blankenship. Mick mm-hmm. Blankenship, he's like, dude, you can swing sing some Twisted Sister. He puts posts out there on Facebook and starts sharing stuff. Sure enough, I start going to their concerts, their STP2 shows they used to do in there, or they still do. Actually, they're doing mm-hmm. one with JD Legends. Hmm. I
0: heard so, about that, yes.
1: And I started attending their shows and their guitarist, Mr. Nicky Starr, mm-hmm. along his guitar picks. Of course, he wasn't Mr. Nicky Starr in his show. <laughs> in their show, so to speak. He flicked out some guitar picks. I picked it up, saw his name. I was like, you know what? I'm going to add him on Facebook. Because I was already friends with uh, Mr. Blankenship on Facebook. Added him on Facebook. Started going to more of his concerts. And I met up with the band after a show. And he's like, hey, you that guy who sings Zeppelin? I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, check some 80s stuff. Something go over, do a couple songs. And he's like, oh, you ready? Like, start this band. I'm like, let's do it. <laughs> At that moment, with the musicianship we had there, we weren't, weren't even a complete band yet. We were still trying to with a drummer and full time drummer and a full time bass player, and. Once, even then, I was like, you know what? With the musicianship that's here and finding the right people, we can make something of this. Mm-hmm. But not want to be, you know, it's tough when you're in the, you know, you're doing tribute bands or cover bands. You've got to make sure you market it correctly. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a cover band. I wanted to be a tribute band. I right. wanted to switch to different outfit ideas. Um, I believe it was uh, Nicky uh, Star's idea on that, and uh, I love that one. You know, switch up the outfits. I was all for it. And uh, I was like, you know what, if we market this correctly, I think we can do something great. Mm-hmm. Our think live like real show that we play is Bogos. We opened up oh. a show at Bogot for a band called Super Phenomenal Black okay. Sabbath tribute team, with uh Vinny as a drummer. Oh really? Oh nice. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh little side note, I'll be uh we'll be uh fronting a show with uh Two shows, actually, June 4th and 5th with uh, Vinnie Black Sabbath night. So uh, with uh, the phenomenal Mike Carr, uh, Vinnie Apicey on drums, and just the phenomenal uh, crew that's around them. So uh, just a little side thing i the side, just for fun. And, you know, All right. You know, maybe we'll make yeah. it a real real party, if you will. Who knows? T-Bone's always wanting to keep it busy and interesting, so to speak.
0: Well, yeah, you got to keep it busy.
1: <laughs> but after doing that first show... And the reactions we all got, I knew something was up. I knew something, especially, we could do something with it. Um, I think that was uh, the quintessential moment where I was like, you know what? We got something rolling with it. Let's keep going, see what happens. Yeah. Sure enough, first we start getting our headlining shows pretty quickly. The money goes up. Phenomenal. <laughs> first time we ever headlined Bogarts, we filled its capacity first time wow. phenomenal one of the bands and the marketing we reached out to so many different people to make sure we got everyone in that building as we could There was over a hundred and some people that didn't make it into the building that even then kept growing exponentially <laughs> the story continues hmm.
0: maybe they should make bogarts a little bigger just to fit in more people i mean i will I'm admit okay. that place that place <laughs> is very packed every time i go in there i'm overwhelmed i can't even move so yeah, you guys always always somehow sell out, sold sold out that entire place. It's it's fantastic.
1: It, it's always one of my favorite venues to play. I will say, I, I absolutely oh, yeah. love it. Love my Cincinnati people on there. Yeah.
0: I consider Bogarts the whiskey of go go of Ohio. That's okay. how I see it. I like
1: that. That's a good comparison. I like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Now, yeah, with the band taking off so fast, and you you know. Performing at shows like JD Legends, Bogarts, which that's where I saw you guys. I saw you guys at JD Legends for the first time. That's when I was like, "Holy cow, these guys are amazing." I'm also kind of, and every time I see you come out with different clothing, especially uh, D Snyder stuff, I'm like,
1: "Where do you get that?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> but within the you know the band that you've been you know been singing a lot of songs, a lot of good songs, amazing, amazing classics. What's your favorite song to play? And is there one that you do want to play that you haven't played
1: favorite song we perform live that's a tough question it's a a toss-up between two i always say van halen's "Panama." i always say that because i get to do a jump at the beginning of that song and you have to jump around and run around stage like a maniac i believe we were playing riverfront live one time down in cincinnati and which probably not the best idea to do because uh, i really i mean to play the show absolutely Great idea. The, the idea I'm talking about is uh, getting up on top of amps. Probably not the best idea because they have rollers on the bottom. I did not know that at the time. I didn't know that either. But you know what? T-Bone takes his own life into his hands sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, I would say Panama. Uh, close second is our Guns and Roses medley. We do a medley of oh. Sweet Child of Mine, Welcome to the Jungle, and Paradise City. I absolutely love that one. The energy, it's all there. I love it. Mm-hmm
0: now is there a song that you guys haven't played yet that you would want to play
1: yes actually there's a lot honestly there's a lot of them but Uh, i believe it if i had to pick just one right my favorite song of all time yes you can write this in stone favorite song of all time stairway to heaven i would love to play that
0: i can totally see you like pulling that off really well
1: i mean we could do the theatrics we could do the the whole tribute to especially that show down at um i believe it was madison square garden i believe that was the show uh where they have the movie song remains the same oh yes i would i would absolutely love to do that that would be my favorite song to play oh yeah it's my favorite song in general well you gotta make it
0: happen you guys gotta make it happen make make it happen Uh, play uh, more led zeppelin (laughs) uh,
1: also hey a little
0: little shout out to the fans here we got some people tuning in um Fran here popped up, hey, Fran. and she says Bogarts packed the fans in like sar- sardinines, if I'm saying that correctly.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I'm going to go with sardines on that
0: one. <laughs> sardines, that's how you think. Um, I Emma, it. Emma says Bogarts is the best. Hell
1: yeah, girl. She knows what's up.
0: Bogart's oh, is yeah, she amazing. does. Emma it's always been. does. And we what also got a, a little shout-out, Why's that? To this guy, called. (laughs) I (laughs) had to
1: be careful if my mint was gonna fall right out my mouth. I'd have been nasty. I'd be like, "Ew, that is disgusting." That's (laughs) (laughs) nice.
0: Oh, we also have Kyle. Kyle tuned in and he said his first show was the Thompson House.
1: Ooh, I have not.
0: I've never been there actually.
1: Yes, we played um. That was a very hairy Christmas is what we uh, marketed that as. Oh. That was a phenomenal show. Uh, we did it at the Thompson House, and um, it was our first time playing there. We headlined it there. We weren't – I mean, going into, like, a new venue you never played, you want to – you know, you stay pretty positive. Like, you know, we can do pretty well here. We can, you know, do the best we can. First time, we're like, mm, we'll see how it goes. We're down for it. I believe we got, like, 400 people in there. I mean, oh, I'm wow. Kind of Estimate it, we got the pictures online, but phenomenal crowd there, and oh, uh, wow. that was, oh, love that show. We've got the uh, little presents around the geysers, so it looked like uh, presents were shooting out uh, geyser fumes, so to speak, smoke. <laughs> uh, it was a fun time.
0: I, it. I had to go there, i never, I actually never been there. Um, to all the people that are tuning in, um, if you guys have any questions as well, feel free to uh, mention them in the comments, I'll try to bring them up but anyway further ado let's get more going on um here's another question f- for me you've seen you know many crowds and i think you sort of touched this as you were talking about the best songs um mm-hmm. which crowd do you think is the wildest
1: you really put me on the spot with this one all right <laughs> so i'm gonna give you a good politician answer if you will now what i'm gonna do I'm going to give you a couple of them. Honestly, it's hard to narrow down to this one. We'll right. give you like three or four. Bogart, Cincinnati. Those are some potty animals down there, let me tell you. Oh my goodness. It's always it's always fun. The, the roar back of the crowd going. I <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Another venue. This one actually is small. So we played at this place called the old national center in Indianapolis. And it was in the basement of this building, but there was a phenomenal stage they had down there. Probably four or 500 people thrown into this venue, showed up for our show. We we packed more, like Bogarts, mm-hmm. mind you. packed more there. This might have been the loudest crowd. It was pretty loud. I'm not going to lie. So, Bogarts, you got some competition there. You got to beat Uh-oh. the old national center. They got some phenomenal, loud people down there. Not to mention that the sound's probably reverberating everywhere in the venue. But nonetheless, <laughs> um, let's see. So there's two. Cleveland House of Blues. That one's always a loud one. Always one of our better ones. This one might be... If you want the term wildest... <laughs> all right, I got one for you. If you want the term wildest, I'm going to say the Monroe Live in Michigan. It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh. Monroe Live. I know I'm getting a lot of hate from uh, Ohio State fans right now. Like, oh, you talked about Michigan. You know what? I love you all. It's cool. Oh, wait, Charlie. I love you. <laughs> this is loud. Flag... To... Oh, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, according to uh, you know. I, can't, I think I'm, – I'm guessing this is what they're trying to say here to a few of the fans here. I think they're saying JD Legends Franklin.
1: That's, right on. I would say that, that's up there. They like yeah. to party up there. I love it. Yeah.
0: But uh, what it. were we going to say? I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so the reason I say wildest, right, for that place, sure enough, this was our first time playing up in that venue. We were headlining. Didn't know what the ticket sales were like. We want to keep—I mean, we keep up with them, but this time we were so busy with so many other things, other shows we were looking at and stuff. I didn't know what ticket sales were and stuff, and I mean, sure enough, they got over a thousand people through the door. A thousand people!
0: Oh, wow!
1: First time. I had no idea. This place completely packed, and if anybody, anybody, ever wants to be like, yeah, all right, we got the pictures. I ain't lying. Look them up That Arena Rock Show, Facebook page and Instagram. Please. <coughs> Allergies. Anyways, at this place, a thousand roaring people. We'll do songs like Living on a Prayer. We gotta hold on to what we've got. And the crowd just sings, Living on a Prayer. They were screaming. They were roaring. Absolutely loved it. But you know what? We get that, you know. Most venues. No, oh, yeah. don't ego slip our like just same. that's what we get, <laughs> loud and proud, that's what we're all about.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, in fact, um, well, I think and each crowd, it, if each crowd is loud and participates in, I consider that a crazy crowd.
1: Oh, absolutely, yes, definitely. And, you know, our bass player uh, at the time, uh, he's our lead guitarist now, all uh, right. Mr. Getty Rose... He went out on the street, stage and all he did, he just saw how the crowd was just, you know, reacting to us. He goes up to the mic, he just goes, woo! Sure enough, that crowd goes, woo! I'm like, wow. He was like, all right, I didn't explain that. <laughs> we want to get to the root of the calls as to why. I think this might have been the roundest crowd. That was our first ever show where we had, and yes, I think I've brought this story up before, but the first show where we ever had bras and panties thrown up on the stage. Oh no way! <laughs> it was very interesting. Um, yes, uh,
0: we. Oh man, I don't know what to say to that. How?
1: Oh. I was like, I was, re- I was reluctant to pick him up, but you know what? Because I don't know, I don't know who. I don't know who. I love that you're partying you know? I appreciate that. <laughs> I was gonna pick him up, put him on uh, Nikki's uh, guitar and start. Sure. enough he picks it up, puts it on Ryan's drum set. Oh, nice! <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, that's Lots great! Of crazy stars, especially that oh, yes. one, Philadelphia. That's a wild crowd up there too. But well, even let's see after, uh, you know, after stuff. Nice. Well, we love him.
0: Well, let's see here. Russ Ward. I, I hope I I said his name correctly. Um, he says Mercury Balloon in Louisville. It's pretty crazy. Yes.
1: Mercury Ballroom in Louisville, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, we played there just shortly before COVID and everything. Phenomenal crowd. Very loud. Once again, it's one of our first times at the venue. We played it. And the crowd, I mean we did songs like I Remember You and just mm-hmm. especially with a song like that. That's one of my songs that I love like singing.
0: Oh yeah, you do a great job on that one. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Sebastian Bolt's one of my favorite vocals. Oh yeah. Um with that <laughs> Just hearing the crowd just saying right back to you singing, I remember you. Look, love it. it it's
0: crazy. like you guys take it away. Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fran here also is asking a request. She's asking if you would play Hysteria.
1: I can see it as a possibility in the future. I can see it. It would work with what we're doing. Uh, Stereo, when you're near, I got a note, tonight. If oh, you're a note tonight. Oh, yeah, can't stop this feeling. Love it, love my song.
0: And love also, it. Wesley here has actually asked, um, did Nikki Starr have a special fan at the Mercury?
1: Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know why he launched me today? was good. No. <laughs> <laughs> We can't go into too much detail, but we had a fan that was he, – he was rather interesting. He was an interesting fellow. He uh, he was overly excited about the show. Let's leave it at that. He was overly excited and, uh, yeah, put off some weird vibes. I'm not going to lie, but I right. appreciate you coming out to the show, though. I mean, hey, come Support. on, bud, anytime. Support.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah, a lot say
1: of – really. maybe I will <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, I'm sorry I put you on the spot. I want you to the wildest crowd. There's a lot of wild crowds Mm -hmm. out there. And like I said before, if you Mm -hmm. participate, I consider that a wild crowd. Even the most tame crowds can be wild. You just don't know when they're going to (laughs) pop. So I have told you several times throughout the times I've known you that you Mm -hmm. kind of remind me of Phil Lewis from L.A. Guns. A little shout out to them. Great band.
1: Love that band. We actually sold him. Together. Yes,
0: we did. And holy cow, that guy That guy still sounds like he did back in the 80s. Hold on. Yeah. I
1: mean, Guy's not
0: lost it. And Tracy Guns, holy cow, great guitar player. It's incredible. And then, of course, you know we met uh, one of the members of the band, Ace Van Bong, yeah. who ha- happens to play for Faster Pussycat. Nice guy. Great guitar yeah. player. He was yeah. amazing. But will you ever play any LA Guns?
1: Hmm? I, I could definitely see it happening. That fits in our genre um we would definitely do a song like uh, ballad of jane of i course. can see that and ballad of jane would be a good ballad, of course to uh play live one of my favorite so two of my favorite two of my favorite uh, la gun songs that were in that era uh oh my mind's blanking on the one but anyways rip and tear
0: oh yeah one it's a good favorite. song great song
1: uh, didn't they finish with that one when we saw them i think they'll finish with
0: that one i think so I think
1: <laughs> think it's been Sam a while but,
0: nice. but then good song
1: <laughs> so, midnight and a moon. <laughs> love
0: it like i said you you had the right vocal range for that band and i'm thinking like gosh <laughs> he could if he if it really <laughs> happened you could be like the next singer of la guns if that happened <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> what uh, is the one song? Oh, that one song that I think would go over very well. I like can visualize the music video right now. List off a couple of them for me. Well, go. let's
0: see. Um, you already said Ballad of Janes. There's also uh, Never Enough. Kyle never never mentioned enough. that.
1: That's the good one. That's
0: a never lot. Enough. That's, That's a good
1: favorite. song. That would be fun. It's never enough just to hold you. It's never enough just to please you. Oh baby, bring him down. Something like that. Something like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think you guys would be phenomenal if you did an entire like LA Gun show. Be fun. And maybe do That'd something be that cool. Phil Lewis did um when you went, when when we went to go see him when he popped out of nowhere wearing that mask.
1: Oh, that, that was, was weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did not expect that. I was like okay. <laughs> Thanks. Guys. I
1: feel I feel like the sound is evolving to an extent. But like, I when they played uh that song the devil you know
0: mm-hmm. new song that's,
1: of theirs right it's uh it's got some black sabbath vibes i will I say love
0: yeah yeah it's i can hear that
1: black, and i'm all about that i love some black sabbath
0: i think my most favorite new song from la guns is probably speed and the reason okay. the reason why i like that song is just um how they reference deep purple mm. the part where he oh, says yeah. nobody's gonna take my car I did not, I didn't like, you know, think about it at first. But then when I realized like, well, that's a Deep Purple reference. I get it.
1: Well, star.
0: <laughs> well <Whoa>! now.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly. That was really good. Well, okay. So here's a good friend of mine here. Uh, boy, I hope, I don't know if you want to go in too much detail what he's asking here, but he wants to know when the next show is.
1: So the next official one that we have announced because we can't give away too much details, but you know what, I can give some hints. I can give some hints. One that is officially announced. Oh, trying to remember the, the bloody date for it. It's, you've got so many dates, you know, getting confused and everything. Uh, late May, we've got a show uh, at Hartford City, Indiana. If anybody knows the exact date on that, please put it in the comments because my mind is slipping on it right now. But at uh, Hartford City, Indiana. I believe it's sad. Uh, city of Hartford. We got a sh- yeah, city of Hartford. We got a show down there. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time. First time playing there. So we're excited to see how it goes. Yeah. And then uh, I would keep your calendar dates open for some other stuff later in May. I'm not going to go into detail beyond that, but I would keep your calendar dates open. If you will, putty it up on the weekend.
0: John also we'll mentioned, do you do any Cinderella? Cinderella? Which, yes, you do.
1: <laughs> Yes, we did uh, Nobody's fool. We used to do... Um, Buddy, hell one of the it's another one of the big hits we did it like two or three shows we love it but we wanted to kind of alter our show in a different way we could do it again Um, is some of their biggest I mean you know you've got Nobody's Fool we did that Um, Uh,
0: there's Gypsy Road
1: Gypsy Road it wasn't that one but I love that Gypsy Road uh, don't know what what you got Um, it's Heartbreak Station Uh, it's one of the ones that was on Night Songs one of those my mind's slipping on it. Night
0: songs. Uh, I can't it. think of it at the moment, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, John said night songs. Um, Fran here also mentioned that it's May 22nd of Saturday.
1: Thank you, Fran. I appreciate you. You rock as always. Yeah! She's awesome. Eh. I mean, she's a phenomenal fan. I will say. She's phenomenal. Very supportive. Always posts stuff about us all the time. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you, Fran
0: friends always on the ball with these things mm-hmm. like <laughs> so that's one reason no why we have <laughs> thank yes, you friend no and then of course uh william um he mentioned something about a cl- classic rock experience last night you guys have to do a show with them
1: i didn't <laughs> see you there last night i actually was there i didn't see you. i would have said hi if i saw you oh my goodness well yeah i uh, i showed up a little later i uh, didn't show up on time but uh, yeah they're phenomenal, phenomenal band guys um See, you've Got uh, Mike Oakley, uh, League guitars, uh, rhythm guitar, uh, Greg St Charles. I mean, great, great guys. Uh, great business uh, business partners. So to speak. Um, they, I mean, they they work together very well. I mean, phenomenal band. Phenomenal band. Um, great guys. Who knows? Um, maybe we could work out a show maybe in the future. Who knows?
0: <laughs> well, speaking of future, the future, <laughs> Skynet Terminator. No, I'm just kidding. Have you guys? ever consider writing original songs together
1: yes we have we have uh, considered this um i actually do write some stuff um it's always been a passion of mine to write music and uh, play it live because a documentary I, I watched several years back i say several probably about a few years back it was it's about the 80s and uh basically the la strip and everything and brett michaels was talking about that feeling when somebody's actually singing the words to your song back to you, and it was the song Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Mm. That feeling, he said, there's no other comparable feeling on earth. So I want that. I want that. I do. I love that people sing the stuff we play live. I feel it's wonderful. I absolutely love yeah. it. I do want to write some originals too. So uh, it, it definitely could be done. We've uh, contemplated uh, things like uh, maybe doing a little CD, so to speak, maybe an yeah. album. We've contemplated things like that, um, but yeah, who knows? We could possibly throw something in the mix. I am all for it, and uh, I've talked it over with the guys before, and uh, Vip, they're about it too. It's just all about timing. And mm-hmm. How the tools line up the whole shebang? Oh. <laughs>
0: well, it's fair to surprise us, because when we're at a show and we hear something different that made me sound like an 80s tune, or 90s, or 70s, mm-hmm but maybe something you might won't recognize, it's probably something they wrote. Hmm?
1: Exactly. Yes. And we and for that Arena Rock Show, if we were writing a song that wasn't original, we would write something that would kind of fit that vibe of the mm-hmm. uh, 80s metal, which is personally how I would like to write music in general. And that's kind of how some of the thinking um, when I'm writing stuff, I think of you know those loud screams that we don't hear anymore, those loud screams, those anthemic guitar solos. That's missing heavily. In today's music, I will say mm-hmm. I love a lot of today's music. Not hating on it, I will say that a thing that is missing heavily is you know you've got some amazing riffs, cool like very catchy riffs, but you don't have any leads, the solos playing over them. Mm-hmm. That's very an Like just think of iconic songs like "Sweet Child of Mine," the lead, mm-hmm. everyone can sing along to that, and it's a guitar riff guitar solo or guitar line so to speak if i'm being technical here but (laughs) that's just my some of my two cents maybe three cents maybe five i don't know on music i give it
0: five i give it five or hundred (laughs) dollars yes um william here actually did agree with you here he said yes drop an
1: album (laughs) let's get it i don't know maybe if we uh We got some uh, heavy support, you know, a bunch of fans asking for it. Who knows? Maybe we could throw something together. Tell you what, if everyone, I mean, I'm not going to guarantee anything. You know, I can't guarantee anything, especially with the world we're living in, especially with COVID and everything. But uh, if you really want to hear us uh, produce some original stuff, let us know on our That Arena Rock Show Army page. Like, you know, put posts out there, get some comments. We'll treat it like a petition or something. Like, yo, who wants to have That Arena Rock Show write some new material? Who knows? Do this. I'd be curious to see what the feedback is. Yeah. All
0: hey, hey, good. Could happen. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. And also, speaking of which, there is a band that I think you should do. They're an 80s band. I mean, they didn't come out in the 80s, but it's a band called Crazy Licks. Mm-hmm. You definitely should do some songs from them.
1: I've heard of them and I know I've listened to them. I can't think of a song at the moment, but Crazy Licks. You've sent me videos of them before. I have. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Uh one, one was Hell Raising Women.
1: All oh, right. Huh? We all love some
0: Hell Rising women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I, mean, I will say so. <laughs> well, They're let's right see. Hell, but, hey, we love them. <laughs> now, now, throughout, you, you guys always put on amazing shows. I mean, I've seen mainly almost all of your shows, you know, especially in Riverfront. That's where I filmed you guys. Stressful mm-hmm. day of my life because one of my cameras <laughs> broke. But, hey, it came out off. all right. Oh, yeah, we yeah. I really appreciate do. that. But, um, you know, throughout that show and all the shows in general – you always, you know, dance around you guys have this certain choreography, just like in a lot of the old videos in mm-hmm. the eighties have. True. Um, how long did it take you guys, especially you, to imitate guys like David Lee Roth and all those type of bands? Like how did you do all that?
1: So as much as I have an ego, I won't <laughs> be that guy that and say, Oh, it's okay naturally to natural no. What I will say is I've worked with, like, acting and stuff. Actually, before I got into music, I contemplated seeing if I could get into, like, movies and TV and television and all that. I always enjoyed that stuff, so I was I always felt inclined to want to do that stuff. And I always, for years, especially since I was 15, and I discovered, YouTube. <laughs> I discovered YouTube. YouTube? <laughs> right. When I discovered YouTube, I watched the music videos nonstop from, like, the 1980s. Like, I loved it. I would watch, like, Whitesnake still with the night. Trying to imitate the moves he does on stage. And then, like, you know, things he does with the mic stand. Like I loved it. Van Halen. Favorite band. David Lee Roth, I think, in my personal opinion, is the best frontman on rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Old segment I know. But you can't keep your eyes off, man. Oh, yeah. You can't. In in, in a a non-weird way. I'm just saying, like, captivating. To watch him, like, perform live. Especially, like, in the 80s, more or less. But, it And whatever he lacked in certain vocals, which I thought he had pretty good vocals, in all honesty. Whatever he lacked in certain areas, he made up for it in his showmanship. Right. So I always wanted to be, like, a David Lee Roth. Only I wanted to capitalize more on my singing as well. So I wanted have best of both worlds, you know. get the best! Both worlds, I'm gonna give you that Sammy Hagar, that Alan lick. Just oh, yeah. What's <laughs> uh, yeah. some Sammy Hagar years? Uh, but, Sammy
0: Hagar is a good vocalist, and Norm- Lee Roth is the enter- better entertainer. That's how I, I, I see say- it.
1: Yes. I'm biased, but I will say that. <laughs> but I would always watch the music videos nonstop. But when, I, when we kind of developed this band... When we put it together, I knew I was going to have to watch those music videos more more and more. And I worked on them. I'd be like dancing around in my room, out in my living room, just kind of replicating the moves. But if you want to be a successful tribute man, so to speak, you need to not only just nail those moves. You need to understand that mindset. To an extent, you're never going to fully understand the mind of certain people. (laughs) Axl Rose, I'm looking at
0: you. Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> no, nah, he's phenomenal. One of my favorites from in as well. Because he's just crazy. I love it. Crazy on stage. Maybe crazy oh, yeah. outside, but mm, he's awesome.
0: He, he crazy. Like
1: awesome. <laughs> right. You've got you've to watch live interviews. I mean, from the 1980s. You've got to watch interviews. You've got to watch mm-hmm. documentaries. Mm-hmm. You need to understand their mannerisms. If you watch Axl Rose and you watch him live versus when you watch him in an interview – Gonna be completely different in an interview. He'll be like laid back, like you know, we were just talking about you know, <laughs> and so and so. that's so true. I thought, we thought it was cool, and then on stage he's like, Do you know where you are and screaming? I know I'm loud, get over it, people. Hey <laughs> <laughs> love you. But you gotta, I mean, I would watch it, I would watch interviews of like Kiss when they were on Oprah. But just to understand them better. Oh, yeah. You small things like that. So you got to really do your homework, and you can't just take it for granted. You yeah, can't definitely. only do one or two moves. You need to do 90% of them, if not all.
0: Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, you know, a good example of that. It's like the guy from the uh, Mark Wahlberg from the movie Rockstar. He yeah. watched the every interview, every single thing that the lead yeah. singer of Steel Dragon did, and that's what yeah. made him become like a spectacular, I guess mm-hmm. you, you could say, imitator of the band, but he becomes the lead singer of the band soon. Mm-hmm. But again, yes, Love that you, you got to do the homework. And yes, great movie. And William, here, one of the fans, has said that he has an album for you. Uh, he's got an album for you guys um, when you write your own stuff. It's called Turn It Up to 11.
1: Okay. That's not Turn a bad name, actually. Eight. I kind of like that. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I like that. Yeah, Who knows? Well, He's we like, got an Avery album like that. on that right now, patterns, so to speak, whatever you want. He's like, I want it right now. In writing, I came up with a name. <laughs> I was playing.
0: But, and also, John said that you sound you sound really perfect when you sing.
1: So heck you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, John. You rock. You're <laughs> all of the real MVPs. We're not the MVPs of the show. Let me tell you. If it wasn't for the fans, and this goes without saying, if it wasn't for the fans, like, what what's the use? What's the use of you know? I, I personally a, I love and appreciate my art, but you all are the reason we do what we do. We love that energy. So the more people and the more friends, loved ones you bring out to the show, and the more the bigger the party. That's what it's all about. Excuse me, at the voice crap, qua craat. There we are. He's fine. Back in tune. <laughs>
0: Turn it, turn, up. It turn it up <laughs> so, <laughs> see that's another one you guys did you actually did do uh autograph you turn up the radio you should do more autograph
1: it was a very fun song i loved doing yeah,
0: it you guys surprised me when i heard it. i was like oh that's autograph <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh it was funny somebody you guys played an alice cooper song school's out mm-hmm. um and uh, a few fans behind me cracked me up so hard because they literally shout out,
1: Girls School, Brittany Fox. And I
0: turn around, like, hmm, this is Alice Cooper.
1: But it's, it's it's <laughs> good band. Thank That'd you.
0: Not a good band. We could
1: <laughs> um,
0: well, this kind of leads up to this other question. Now, these two oh. questions sort of go hand to hand. If well, you guys think... had a choice, which big band would you want to open for?
1: Oh, you really put us on the spot for that. All right. so i want to throw a question back at you a little bit just so we get some clarification Mm -hmm. we're talking about bands with the current active lineup or are we talking about bands from the 1980s lineup so to speak or just what the current lineup is now
0: Uh, mainly what the current lineup is i respect
1: that all right so based upon current lineups and this one was for the band that we would want to open up for correct Mm -hmm. yep I would say guns and roses. Mm. That's what I was saying. That would be fun. I think it could work. We you know, we couldn't do our guns and roses stuff, but you know, I'd be open for it. I mean it'd be so much fun. I think I mean I think that could be very phenomenal, whether it would happen or not, you know. <laughs> but I,
0: I can see you guys uh really partying out with uh, Slash and Axl Rose there just set the party mm-hmm. like and Axl will be all like Taking you out there. Like, come on,
1: come on, dude. Let's go.
0: <laughs> I can see it. I can see it happening for some reason. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it'd work out. Wrong. I think so. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can definitely see it. Now, of course, with the second question going hand to hand with this question, mm-hmm. which big band would you want to open for you guys?
1: Heavens! Oh goodness, that is a tough one. All right, so a big band that would fit for that genre. <laughs> I'm trying to also think realistically here too. I'm to be <laughs> like, No, never, which I understand. I get it. You've worked for that. Appreciate it. You deserve it. Oh, yeah. If I could think of if I could think of a dream band that would open open for us, it probably would never happen. But you know, Journey.
0: Journey. journey. Wow, okay. I don't, well, it
1: I don't think it would happen. They're too big, but...
0: I wasn't actually expecting to say Journey. Why Journey?
1: My mind's kind of tossing between Journey and another band right now. Actually, <laughs> you know, we'll go with I'll give you two bands. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little complicated, so I'll give you two of them. Journey, for one reason, they don't have Steve Perry, but the singer they have is absolutely phenomenal, and I will not take mm-hmm. them that way from me. I think... You've got that high-energy, happy, feel-good music with them. And then you've got – we've got a lot of that, and then we've got some hard rock, harder rock that could help finish out the night. Of course, you know, I'm just trying to think the most realistic possible, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if I was just going completely off the wall in hopes of this happening, it would be like Motley Crue. It oh,
0: yes. Motley, thank that you for saying funny.
1: that. It would, would be lot.
0: that that would be awesome. Yes. Now, be, according to according to some fans here, um uh, this guy William said open for Poison.
1: Yes. Especially if it, even if it's like, you know, Poison and Bret Michaels alone like oh, it'd be phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal music. It it works perfectly. Bret Michaels is I, a cool guy. He really is. He's a very nice man. Very nice man. Very caring to his fans, very good person.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. In fact, I was actually this close to meeting him, but he got away from me. But then I saw yeah. Eric Birmingham of Cinderella, and I was like,
1: "Yo, Eric! <laughs> Yo, Eric! <laughs> I was there that no, I saw I saw that show. It was like, uh, up at JD Legends.
0: Yep, that's what I'm talking about. And of course, um, John here says Winger, another Ooh. good band, Gr- good live band by the way. I've seen them twice.
1: Kip Winger. I was, I saw uh, him do an acoustic act, Kip Winger, uh, before. Um, I believe Steve Irwin.
0: Uh, that was during a uh, uh, great white.
1: Oh, that's right, great white. Yeah, it, yeah, it was up at JD Legends as well. So that he opened up for uh, uh, Jack Russell's great white. Yep, just a bit of distinction out there.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's good. What, good idea to put on that. But yeah. yeah, in fact, actually, I I met the man winger and I opened a beer for Red Beach. <laughs> it was funny.
1: <laughs> awesome. Never
0: thought, never thought I'd see that. Um, T- Fran also says you're crazy
1: guilty yeah
0: <laughs> and apparently Mike Carr here he said he's been practicing to replace axel rose for 30 years mm, dedication
1: keep, keep, working.
0: keep working keep on going <laughs> it'll happen
1: Mike <laughs> car uh, crazy phenomenal artist he's awesome i, I love the guy great guy uh, phenomenal artist has this uh thing where I'm actually playing with him in uh, Vinny Office's uh, Sabbath Nights, June 4th and 5th. Me and him are going to be playing that night. His, uh, he also goes by Omed, the one-man electrical band. Phenomenal musician. If you get a chance, check out his on YouTube page, Facebook. But Phenomenal phenomenal artist. We appreciate you, Mike. You rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, I need to talk to him. He's a cool guy. I've, I've seen him a few times. Seen him with his STP band and, of course, with his uh, solo band solo man twice open up for a doc and a warrant guy's a oh, talented yeah. guy
1: yeah, definitely we, we played with them on uh, some shows before and it oh goodness it, it was just always a phenomenal time they bring some so much good energy i mean phenomenal artists he uh, does this thing called the cincinnati vampires which i don't know if they're in the process of uh, changing it up or whatnot, but you know what because i know they would bring on multiple different artists mike you'll have to let me know in the comments but phenomenal the work you do there we're bringing on multiple artists and collaborations we look up to you you rock
0: <laughs> well this kind of leads into our last big question it's a question that i always ask to many musicians whether local or international what what advice would you give to a rock band or a musician in general
1: all right i'm going to give you two two pieces of information. One. Don't let it get to your head. Mm. The moment you let it get to your head, I want, you know, if you're playing in a band, you got to have an ego or some kind of charisma to an extent, to an extent, I tell you, but you need to realize you are a person just like everyone else. You're a person and you need to be caring and loving and you need to be supporting your fans. You need to put on a good show. You need to build a community, so to speak. Work on building that community and actually being personable. There's too many artists out there that play a show and then they're not personable with their fans at all. And absolutely despise that. It's uh, distasteful. I mean, you do what you got to do. I understand if you don't want to have contact that much with fans, but you can at least go out, greet them, sign a couple autographs, do something. Show some appreciation for the people who paid their hard-earned dollars to come out to your show. So that's one thing. The second trying to think how to uh, word this, so to speak. Especially if you're in the tribute band or the cover band business, there are so many people out there that may not sound as good or they may not look as good as you. Who knows? I'm not saying we're better than anybody Not That's not what I'm saying here. you got to realize there are so many other people competing for that same type of deal you're doing. You need to think about how you're going to market it how are you going to market your band? How are you going to look? You got to be on the same page with everybody. You got to think of how you organize your show. You got to think of how you structure your set list and how you want to produce a show. Most everything you do, visual. Of course, you're performing the songs on stage. But if you want something that the fans are going to be remembering, you got to have some visuals. Visuals and you got to be entertaining. If you're just standing there, so to speak, playing your songs, and I'm not hating on people who do that. Definitely not. If you're just standing there and not moving around, the band that's going to be moving around and jumping around and having a good time is going to be more entertaining. That's just how it is. I'm not being, you know, disrespectful or distasteful to anybody else because there's phenomenal bands in the business for certain music where you don't have to do that. Um, But you need to think of how you're going to be entertaining. Mm -hmm. Focus on your musician work um, just as well.
0: I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you for that. Also, Emma here, <laughs> she cracks me up. <laughs> if crew ever opens for you, you better make sure I meet 6
1: I gotta spot. make sure. I gotta make sure I meet them. Like, come on. People <laughs> <laughs> just show up for like the last minute to go get on stage, and I'm like, hey, Tommy, or I mean, like, no, no, Nikki. They get Tommy Lee. I'm like, hey, and he just like walks and never looks back in my direction. I'll be sad. <laughs>
0: like, oh. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if you did turn around like, hey, what's up?
1: Oh, Nikki. Uh, I mean Let's see if I can put in a whiff for you. I'll see if I can do that. If it ever happens, that'd be sweet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely appreciate you being on here to uh talk and get to know you more in the band. It's been really fun. I mean, I love your personality. I think you're I think you're a talented guy. I really do.
1: Thank you. Um you I appreciate you.
0: <laughs> oh yes, yes, thank you. But uh, and also thank you to the fans for tuning in it's been great to have you guys uh you know say some cool comments here i kind of i laughed a few of them i know i couldn't get to every single one of them wish i could but you know it's all all through time but stay tuned um you know next week i'm going to try to get another uh recording uh podcast going on i might talk about cinderella or poison maybe um, Likely, I don't know yet but i'm still thinking but i'm also going to try to get another member of the arena rock show on here i will not tell you who it's going to be a surprise yeah. t-bone might know but Maybe. You, can't, you can't nag him on it
1: <laughs> i will deny everything
0: yes deny it and then you find out then then they find it's like you knew yes nah. I, knew.
1: Maybe. <laughs> I never knew
0: <laughs> but yeah it's been such a great great honor to have you on here i appreciate you uh and everything, and I hope you guys keep on becoming successful here in Ohio, and of course throughout the entire um, the entire world, really. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to somehow uh, get out into the European nations. That'd be great.
1: Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a blast. we're all for it. So have us with that
0: Oh yeah. Well, well, Nikki, wait, Fran here says Nikki Star. No, Is not Nikki Star. Nikki?
1: Oh, the nerve to compare me to that shit. Ambus- <laughs>
0: uh you know it's funny when i I interviewed you guys um i was editing up that entire thing (laughs) when he was trying to say uh his name i literally hear you in the background just hit something and i hear this imbecile. and i'm like what the (laughs) heck oh it's (laughs) t-bone anyway well guys thank you for tuning in thank you t-bone for coming on here everybody tune in next week And as always, take care and keep rocking.
1: Keep rocking. Yeah.